Praise the Lord. This is Jacob Lovelace with The Promise Church, and we want to welcome you to our new podcast, Messages from the Promise. We want you to be blessed by the word of the Lord that's shared here each week at The Promise Apostolic Church. Hope these words richly bless you. God bless. I heard Brother DJ Shoulders for the first time at International Apostolic Fellowship Conference. He and his, my, my pastor growing up, G.D. Peters and his father were the best of friends. And, uh, and so uh, I've known of the Shoulders family all of my life. As a matter of fact, Brother Peters' daughter and, and family went to their church there in Nashville uh, years ago. And so we've, we've known Brother Shoulders for a long, long time. And I'll never forget the message he preached at IEF conference. The title was Damaged in Transit but still deliverable. Amen. Amen. I'll never forget that because that, that was my testimony. Along the way, I just allowed the devil to get in my life and try every way in the world to, to ruin my life. Amen. But as bad as I was when I showed up back at church, I was still deliverable. Amen. Aren't you glad that you serve a God that no matter how bad your life gets, and no matter how bad you mess up, damaged in transit, but still, amen, still deliverable. Would you help me welcome Brother DJ Shoulders in the Lord? Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm going to actually preach that today. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, no, I don't know. what Those notes are long gone somewhere. Everybody say amen. What an incredible place and building that you folks have here. And I think I told him it was about a year ago that we were here and uh, still under construction. And uh, here you are today, and uh, why don't we give the Lord praise? I, you know, I don't think we should take that for granted. Just say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. And it, it, mean, it means a lot to be invited somewhere, but when you get invited back the second time, that's quite an honor. And so to Pastor and Sister Lovelace, thank you so much. This team here, Brother and Sister Vickers and Chase and all the ministerial staff, Ben, God bless you. And all the saints of this church, may the Lord bless you and thank you for allowing us to be back. My GPS took me through some back roads of Churchill, Tennessee. I said, I'm either lost or going... And man, what beautiful country is in East Tennessee. And uh, we are in Nashville where, um, I'll just leave it at that, but thank God for East Tennessee and this wonderful beauty that is up here. And uh, it's an honor for us to be here. And, and Brother and Sister McMillan, God bless you and appreciate them as well. Can I tell a quick story? Uh, 10 years ago, we built our new church and we, we met with the bank and the times were a little tough, and we wanted $1.2 million, which is a lot of money for us. We don't have any millionaires in our church. If we do, they hadn't been paying tithes. But 
<laughs> and the banker looked at us and said, how are you going to pay for this? And my dad said, we're going to pay for it by faith. And the, bank, the banker looked like one of those East Tennessee deer in the headlight looks, you know, and just didn't know what that meant. And so we financed $1.2 million. Fast forward to the end of 2018, we owed almost 400000 at the end of 2018. At the end of 2019, we were at 211000 And it was December the 31st, just a few months ago. I was walking around the church in the afternoon. I said, Lord, give us one of them. Uh, we wanted to be under 200000 going into 2020. And I said, Lord, give us one of them miracles everybody else gets. And so I'd gotten in my car later that night. Me and my wife were going to one of my sister's house uh, for New Year's Eve to have a little food and play games. My phone rings. It's an unidentified number that I normally don't answer, but I did. And he said, you don't know me. And he said, uh, but I have an envelope to give you. He said, do not ask me any questions. And I thought, am I going to get shot? And I said, what's going to happen? I, I was going the opposite side of town. My wife looked at me and said, go back. Turned around, went back, met him in Opryland area. Man gets out of the truck, hands me an envelope, and he walks away, and there's $25,000 in that envelope. So that took us under 200000 A man in our church had went to his boss in December and said, would you give to our building fund? And his boss, it's a major corporation, his boss said, show me your tithing record. True story. Thankfully, this man paid tithes or we'd been in a mess. He said, I will match your tithes that you gave. And turns out that was not true. He went way above it. And two weeks later, we got a check for $19,360 in the mail. Isn't that awesome? So that was, that was January of this year. And then... Something showed up called COVID. It's back in Nashville. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but COVID showed up and everybody thought the money was going to get crazy. We started dumping money on the back of the loan. People started giving. We got more miracles. And we went from 169 to 139 to 129 to 119 since March. Then we went under 100,000 and it started just going and going and going and going and going and going. And then, tragically, my father passed away three weeks ago. We had his funeral three weeks tonight. My dad was my hero, and uh, he was my icon, and um, he passed away, unfortunately. And um, it's a big loss for our church. He pastored there 45 years. I'm going to try not to cry. Forgive me if I do. Uh, but the day my dad passed away, we put on the Internet and said, in lieu of flowers, let's make his dream come true. And in a matter of hours, we paid our church off in honor of my dad. So we're debt free. Yesterday, yesterday, um, on, on my way to Kingsport yesterday, I get a phone call from a pastor in Arkansas. And he said, a man just walked in my office and paid our church off. That's two churches, ours and one in Arkansas, paid off in a matter of the last three weeks. I said all that to say this. It is no secret what God can do. He's going to do it for you. Look at, look at the crowd you got today. Come on.
it's going to work. Let's give him an advanced praise today. Lord, I thank you. Amen. Amen. And I know what you're wondering. How long is this man going to make us stand? Not very long. And sometimes we hear verses so much that if we're not careful, we skip over them in our mind and in our faith. And what he said was in my notes, faith comes by hearing. I'm so big on that. And we need faith right now more than ever before. So I'm about to read something that a lot of you have heard before. But I'm asking that let's hear it and soak it in like it's our first time. My message today is not deep. You will not be Googling words that I say. You're not going to leave here saying, man, that guy is so deep, it's unbelievable. I just want to leave us with something to encourage us today. And uh, there are folks that I felt led sitting over there, standing over there and sitting. There's folks that are in need of a touch today. Let the Lord help you. I read Matthew 16 and 18. Thanks again, Pastor. These are the words of Jesus. Matthew 16 and 18. I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, okay, act like you've never heard it. Let it build faith. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, I know it's COVID, but we can still say amen to that. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But just make sure you know that the gates of hell shall not, say that with me, shall not prevail. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 19. And now the first part of this verse, we don't like it. But I'm going to challenge you today. You're going to have to learn to live with it. And they shall fight against thee. I don't want that. Well, if you plan on being in the army of the Lord, there's no neutral ground here. I worry about people that said, man, I never face a battle. You concern me. Because if you're doing something from God, he don't like you. This is not an easy, casual way. We are in the fight of our lives right now. You know that. So let me go ahead and hit you right between the eyes. There's going to be stuff to fight against you. But before you quit reading, don't do that. Keep reading. But they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, says the Lord, to deliver you. I want to preach a little bit on this subject. Mission impossible. It's mission Impossible, Lord, I love you. Thank you for such a great group of people. Bless the great folks of East Tennessee. Touch them today in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Let's say that a little bit stronger. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you all again. God bless you. To lay some quick groundwork, I want you to go with me and let's use our imagination and imagine that you were you were in heaven from the beginning creation heavenly host around you <laughs> nothing bad 
all good. Heavenly host, angels, perfection. It's glorious. And then let's maybe imagine that you were in charge of worship. Or you were over this, arranging this. And then all of a sudden, you become so arrogant and so conceited that you think thoughts and then act on them and say things in your heart such as this, I will ascend into heaven. And I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars of God. And I, I, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Then I'm going to be, this, this is not going to work, but I'm going to be like the most high. That's your attitude and mindset, but it's been declared that I am a jealous God. And my glory will I not give, I will not share it with another. I am the Lord, and besides me, there is none else. I sit upon the circle of the earth, and the earth is mine and everything in it. I'm Alpha, Omega, beginning and the ending and the first and the last. I am that which was and which is and which is to come, the Almighty. But there you are as the enemy saying, I'm going to do this. But then the next verse says, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Revelation says it this way, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan which deceives the whole world, was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then we read in Revelation, and I want you to pay attention to this, because I feel this is where we're at. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil, for the devil, is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. And that's where we're at right now, Promise Church, in my humble opinion. Our enemy knows that he has a short time. And so he has not come down to us with wrath. But he has come down rather with great wrath. And my deal is this. If you can't make it in heaven then you're a loser for sure. And if you get booted out of a place of peace and paradise, then you discover that you are eternally damned and doomed forever to a lake of fire that will be your fate. Then I would think that your response would be one of hate and turmoil and evil. It would then be your goal and agenda and mindset and game plan to try to stop anybody else from ever getting to that place that Jesus said, I prepared for you and in my Father's house are many mansions. It's a place of rest and peace and no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. A place where God shall wipe away all tears from our eyes. Come on, somebody. And if you can't go there, then you're going to try and come down now more than ever with great wrath to try to stop people from getting to that place. You 
will never get there, devil. And so you're doomed to be bound and cast into that lake. And so your goal is to attack. Your goal is to come after and to torment and to harass and to afflict and to try and bind anybody and everybody that you can now more than ever. You and your vicious demons are trying to seek to take people with you because misery loves company. And I'm going to stop right here and say it. I don't know if I'll get an amen or not, and I'll just leave it at that. That's why a lot of things that are happening in our country right now, there's a spirit behind some of that junk and chaos that's attached to it. I'll just let that lay there. But since you're so mean and nasty and vicious as our enemy, that's why he hates our worship. And that's why he is trying to distract us from getting to church to worship our God. Because the devil even knows that when we praise him, that our big, great, and powerful God inhabits the praises of his people. And that when we worship him, angels show up and victory is won and encouragement is given. So that's why the devil tries to block us he knows he can't ever praise him. So that's why he tries to show up at the promised church to distract us, to hinder us. I wish right now I could find somebody that says I'm smart enough to know that when the praises go up, the glory comes down. And there's not a devil, there's not a demon, there's not a fear, there's not an anxiety, there's not a COVID-19 that's going to stop me from giving God the praise that he's glorified. Uh, come on, somebody. He's worthy of a hallelujah. Amen. Amen. To, uh, th this is not in the notes, and I won't be that long out of the notes, but two days before my dad entered into the hospital, he come to church that day, and my dad's always had a suit and tie on, and he didn't have a tie, and he didn't have a coat on. I knew something was wrong. He was sick, but he came and sat right there. And I, boy, I tell you what, it's an indictment on the rest of us. When nobody else would stand up, my dad stood up. He didn't know, we didn't know that two days later he would go to the hospital never to return to us as a family. But something was in his spirit that said, I may feel a little bad, but I'm going to give God the credit and the glory he deserves. And when my dad died, he went out with victory. He, I've come to tell every demon in hell, COVID-19 won't stop our praise. Sickness is not going to stop our praise. Unrest is not going to stop our worship. And that's why that's also why that the devil does not want us praying because he knows if my people call by my name would humble themselves and pray that God's going to hear from heaven and that we have a promise. Boy, I feel healing in here today. That if we come boldly to the throne of grace, we're going to get answers and that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So the devil tries to keep us from praying.
praying. Why? Because prayer changes things. Prayer touches God. If we ask anything in his name, he said, I'll do it. It was prayer that got Peter out of a jail cell. And if it got him out of a jail, prayer can get us out of depression and out of fear and out of worry and out of trouble. Somebody throw your head back. Open up your mouth. Give God a prayer. Give God a praise. I don't care what Satan likes. Do it anyway. Hallelujah. Let's not, let's try our best not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. That's in your Bible. And let me tell you what he's mentioned as. He's mentioned as a snake and as a murderer and as a lion and as an accuser and as a lion. And he's mentioned as a dragon. His modus operandi is simple. Steal, kill, and destroy. There is nothing good, not one thing good about our adversary. I said that, and I know y'all have heard this before, these preachers say, I said all that to say this. I said that to let us know that we should not be surprised at the end time, vicious, mean, nasty, cruel, ugly attacks of, of the adversary. I got a text the other day from a seasoned apostolic minister, a licensed AOJC pastor, I don't even know if he's ever texted me in his life. And he had read some of my books or heard a podcast I did. And he said, the attack on the mind is the most intense that I've seen in 40 years of ministry. He's not the only one. I get phone calls and texts from pastors to saints. What's going on? I'm in warfare, in the battle of the mind like never before. I, I scribbled on my notes while ago, sitting over there, that some of you are in a mental warfare sitting in here today. I saw it on a couple of you. God's going to touch you today. God wants to help you today. Now, we're tr we've been trying to navigate COVID that we're trying to navigate this, trying to navigate negativity. Where is our world going? Oh my God, when's the new normal coming back? It ain't coming back. The devil's come down with great wrath. And the goal in all of this is in your Bible. He is trying to wear out the saints of the most high. You say, but I, I don't do this and I don't go there and I don't, I don't participate in particular sins. He's trying to wear the saints. I have heard this so much lately. I'm just so tired, Pastor. I'm just so wore out. I'm not talking about something that a 15-minute power nap fixes, but it's warfare. People that are in the trenches and they're tired, whether it be life or COVID or sickness or mental stress, pain, marriage, family. I I'm tired are the words I'm hearing. And so Satan jumps on that bandwagon to try to push us down even further. Ooh, I'm about five minutes away from getting her to quit. If I can just get that young person to walk away from everything they've known. If I can get that man to just throw in the towel, I have come to the promise. I didn't come here just flipping through notes to try to preach something. I said, Lord, I want to know what I need to preach at the promise. And God said, go up in there and tell them that the redeemed are about to get our second wind. And we're about to not be weary in well-doing. For in due season... 
We're going to reap if we faint not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said, the Bible said in one or two of those unreal, and I won't get into the story for the sake of time, but God took the army of Gideon from 32,000 all the way down to 300. But then when it was time to roll up the sleeves, warfare is hard. And Gideon and his men actually went to fight. Now we talk about God calling Gideon, but sometimes we stop after the battle started. But if you read the next chapter, they have already been in war. And the Bible said Gideon came and the 300 men with him. And I'm reading King James. It said they are faint. They are tired. But then it says, yet pursuing. We just came out of a terrible battle. We are plumb wore out, but there's more battles to fight, and we are yet pursuing. I felt the Holy Ghost hit me today, and I thought about singing one of them old songs. Some of the young people may not know it. They don't know it at our church either, but that song years ago we would say, I've had a lot of troubles and trials in my little lifespan, but when I'm standing alone and the battle gets hard, I always do the best I can. I've crossed a million valleys, and I've shed a million tears, but when I come to the river Jordan, hallelujah, then I'll have no fear. Then I'll have no fear. And then the course said, one more river to cross. One more mountain. One more battle that I got to go through, leaving all my troubles behind. One more battle with the devil. Then I know he'll understand, my God. I'm going through with Jesus, hallelujah. Holding to it. Come on, promise church. We may be faint. We've got one more river to cross, but we're going to cross it because the gates of hell shall not. It's mission impossible. I read the back of the book. We win. We've got this fight. I wish somebody would shout over the fact that it's a mission that is impossible. Satan will not win. Gates of hell, COVID, fear, unrest, craziness. We'll not, there's going to be a church. There's going to be a remnant. We're coming out with our hands up. Satan, you've tried to kill us for the last nine months, but we're getting our second win in the Tri-Cities today. If you're waiting on me, don't wait on me. I'll quit when I feel like it. I ain't addicted to my notes. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over depression. I plead the blood over fear. I plead the blood over worry. I plead the blood over doubt. We shall prevail. We shall prevail.
I wish somebody would step out in the aisle and claim this. Joy will come in the morning. Victory shall be mine. I will come out of this. I will get through this. I will overcome this battle. Come on, sister, right there in the middle. As you're praising him, chains are going to fall off. As you're worshiping him, the battle, come on. I feel the Holy Ghost. They shall fight against you, but it won't prevail against you. It shall fight. If some of you are just, that's it, sister. You can come with a mask. You can come with anything. But just come with an attitude that says, I'm coming out of this. But I'm coming out with my hands up. Victory shall be mine. Peace shall be mine. Glory shall be mine. Thank you for joining our podcast. We want to invite you to our church Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, Sunday afternoons at 345. We want to say thank you for joining us and also tune in next time for our podcast, Messages from the Promise.